Our, our tools and our spiritual exercises specifically are meant to advance us into a new level of awareness. But I often compare it to like, if you wanted to travel cross country, right? Like you probably first get in an airplane because that's gonna take you the farthest, the fastest, right? So maybe at first it's like a very disciplined meditation practice for you. And that's the airplane. That's what's gonna get you the farthest, the fastest. But the, like the airplane can't take you all the way to your precise destination. So then you got to get out and change vehicles. Welcome to the Limitless Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Mason. The time is now for us to break free of conditioned habits, use our unique gifts to make a massive impact on the world, and let our souls finally take the stage. I'm bringing you all the nuggets of wisdom I've discovered on meditation, mindful business, and spirituality. I'll be connecting with other creative entrepreneurs who have manifested outward success by doing inner work. Success comes from within. Let's go on this expansive journey together. Hello, welcome to part two of Andy and I's conversation, our chat sesh, all about all the things. And in this episode, we're talking a little bit more about spiritual practices and how we can do something the same way for such a long time and it'll get us to a certain place. But ultimately, if we want to expand and keep going, we've got to switch things up a little bit and learning how to go with that flow and and shift when our spirit is asking us to shift and pivot when we need to pivot with peace and with trust and love to ourselves. And in this episode, we chat a little bit about that and our own experiences with changing rituals and practices and what that looks like for each of us and some other little goodies that we talk about in this episode just pertaining to following your heart and listening to yourself instead of getting so involved with the chatter because ultimately we know what we need we have all of the answers inside and sometimes you just need to hear two girlfriends chatting about it to realize that you have the same power in you so if you love it take a screenshot as always we'd love to hear your feedback share it with us on your instagram tag us and if you really love it help us spread the word by leaving a review on itunes give us five stars tell us what you love and we will see you next time enjoy this episode probably like this year i think my mantra is going to be move at half speed like Mm -hmm. just half speed Mm -hmm. everything that you're inclined to do take it down to 50 percent whether that's social engagements or work hours or whatever, like just keep it at half speed. Um, you know, just because like when, you, when you've done a cleanse or you've done a diet and you go to reintroduce that back into the system, it's extra hard on the system. Mm-hmm. So knowing that this integration period, I think that's something that I really want to start focusing on and thinking about is like how do we create a smooth integration for this? beyond like the logistics of salon schedules and and PPE and whatever, because the impulse is going to be like, okay, I need to be open seven days a week. I need to be there 12 hours a day. I need to like go, go, go. And I think that that will make us so much more sicker than we were when we started because our systems now have had this period of like detoxing. Yeah, yeah, I 100% agree. And 
I think for me right now, I'm already starting to use some of my stuff in my toolbox. I'm like visualizing what I want that to look like because if I don't, I'm going to enter back into it like really, you know, shaky and fearful and worried and like, oh my God, I, how am I going to have enough time for myself? I've had so much time for myself. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. And so really starting to visualize what do I want that to look like and embodying that now, like that feeling now, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back to the salon. If I start imagining my clients coming at me all intense and everybody like trying to shoot me a million emails, like that'll happen. So I'm mm -hmm. already going, okay, I want it to look like this. I want it to be like this and then let go of the expectation because some things are going to not turn out that exact way, but really thinking about it and thinking about it a lot and then letting it go. But I think that that's really helping me not feel overwhelmed by all of the people, the, the like tons of people that need to be rescheduled and dealing with all of that yeah. can feel very overwhelming. And then all the worry about, well, they can only have one person at a time. Am I going to make enough money? Like da, 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 da. So keeping the open line of communication through like landlords and just all of these things, it's like, just do it calmly. <laughs> That's stay right. calm, stay grounded well, in it. And I'm just imagining myself being in this really translucent, translucent protective energy and that everything that I've worked really hard on this last few weeks of like healing and letting go and also opening yeah, isn't um, just poured in with junk. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a little like the hurricane may be passed. And as soon as we step outside, there's all kinds of debris in the water. Mm -hmm. um, and it's going to take a much longer time than we may prefer for that really to get cleaned up out of the energetic field. So yeah, you walk outside like light shields up or in. Mm -hmm. Like that's a that's a practice for me every time I walk into a market or into the post office. Like really taking a minute, like a few deep inhales in my car and just calling my energy really tight around my body, almost visualizing like closing an umbrella, right? Like just folding that energetic field really close and tight around the body so that it's not, um, you know, like antenna out there. And speaking of antenna, like lots of top knots and it's not about lazy, like keeping that contained um, yeah, I think that that's a huge part of it. And I love the visualization piece of that and really feeling into like dropping an anchor is what I call that, like dropping an anchor into the vibration that you want to continue to experience mm -hmm. and like keeping that emotional compass out all the time because we are on foreign shore. Mm -hmm. So in every moment asking, like you said, you know, like like you're at the eye doctor, right? Where they have better, worse, better, worse, better, worse, like different lenses. <laughs> yeah. So in every moment, like, does it feel better or worse to say yes to this client? Does it feel better or worse to open late? Does it feel better or worse to let myself sleep in? Does it feel better or worse to continue doing the evening routines that I've created with my kids? Like what feels better or worse in this moment and not having any more attachment to it than like the waiter coming to your table and saying, do you want more pepper on your salad? Do I want more pepper or do I not? Like that's, that's it. 
and and that level of preference being such a like flex of our sovereignty and and creator like master creator mm. aspect mm-hmm. is that it doesn't need to be a need it doesn't need to be justifiable it doesn't need to be approved by your friends or even the fucking government or whatever for you to say this is just my preference mm-hmm. my preference is enough mm-hmm. right now this is how i feel tomorrow it may change tonight it may change mm-hmm. but right now yeah. this is my preference and that's enough yeah it's giving ourselves permission to just be wherever we are however we are our whatever we're going through and we don't have to explain it to anyone you know i think that's right oh god it's such a common theme is especially among well hairdressers women just apologizing for everything like i'm sorry i i don't feel it's like no you don't have to apologize for feeling sad like you're allowed to feel sad it's okay uh apologizing and also um trying to to please everyone, like fit the energy that other people are wanting or craving. It's like, mm. if you don't want to be extroverted and, and out there, then don't, you know, just because people are saying, well, why, you know, why are you not showing up or why aren't you doing this? It's like, cause I don't want to, <laughs> and that's okay. And that's okay. It's also interesting too, something came up when you were sharing about like veering away from your practices and coming back to, you know, I've, I've been with that a lot. Like the first three weeks, I didn't do morning pages every day. And it was like a, a protest my teenage self was having with myself. Like I wouldn't take my supplements and I wasn't doing my morning pages. Like it was the worst thing that I could do. I was having a fight and nobody was winning. Um, but I really, as I started to feel into that, thinking, okay, you know, those are some of our tools and our practices or the way that we leaned on them also have a currency expiration the same way that, you know, our values or choices did. Like in this new place, our tools may not have have the same application anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. Like, it's okay if a ritual or a practice or something that you valued before just doesn't hold the same thing for you. Mm-hmm. Our, our tools and our spiritual exercises specifically are meant to advance us into a new level of awareness. But I often compare it to like, if you wanted to travel cross country, right? Like you probably first get in an airplane because that's gonna take you the farthest, the fastest. Right. So maybe at first it's like a very disciplined meditation practice for you. And that's the airplane. That's what's going to get you the farthest, the fastest. Mm-hmm. But the, like the airplane can't take you all the way to your precise destination. Mm-hmm. So then you got to get out and change vehicles, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe maybe that still has a place for you. But it's something else now. And the vehicle changes and the vehicle changes. And this is part of that detour work too, right? The vehicle changes. If the car breaks down, you got to catch the train or take a bus. And sometimes that shows up as like the vehicle that's changing is our spiritual practice. Sometimes the vehicle that's changing is our like relationship, our romantic relationship. Sometimes it's our career. 
sometimes, you know, it's the way that we relate to ourselves. but the vehicle, the means that we use to, to move forward on our path of growth and evolution sometimes just completes. And this is a huge piece of that conversation around like understanding that this entire experience is a webbing of sacred contracts. Sometimes contracts just complete and it doesn't like nobody needs to be wrong. It doesn't mean that like your guru failed you or that you're a shit person because you fell off your practice or that your salon owner is a super villain because they like couldn't keep the place open. Like nobody has to be wrong for things to just complete. Mm -hmm. And the more grace we can accept that with, I really feel like just the more potential that we're able to discover along the detour. Yeah, totally. I, I feel like I've changed my practices so many different times, but, and we can always come back. It's like, you know, that totally. one thing that totally got you there, that you left, you can go back. You can always go back. Um, switching it up. I love switching it up. And at first, when I start doing a new practice, I feel a little bit like, woo, what's this? This is interesting. It takes a little while to get into. Like right now I'm, I've been um, invoking Tara and mm-hmm. I have been every day, cause I, I'll, I'll commit to something because if I don't, then it'll just be like, that was neat. And then I'm like totally moved on. So I'm like, okay, for one week, every morning, I'm gonna chant for 11 minutes and I'm gonna do this chant and then I'm gonna sit for five and then I'm gonna write. And by the end of it, it's like, you don't wanna stop. You're like, Wow, I'm just getting started. <laughs> well, know? I just, let me just sidebar here and how much I love and respect that you have like a whole timetable for your spiritual practice. Like this is such <laughs> the difference between us. I'm like, eh, that sounds terrible. I'm like, I don't know. I gotta like dance in my kitchen while the coffee's brewing. And then like go out and plants for a while. And like, I don't know, maybe lay on the floor and breathe. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, when we first started talking, that was what we we're talking about is how different people are and how we differently adapt to to our journey or our path, like what that looks like for yeah. us. And we all have a different different approach and a different energy. For me, I thrive off of the structure. Like I feel like I get there quicker. Like I get to where I'm wanting to feel or where I want to go quicker if I give myself a little bit of structure and but I love I I've loved leaning into that feminine and really letting myself go and but I found I was telling Andy that I found it's really difficult for me alone like I I it's hard for me to get into to drop into my feminine alone and I feel much more empowered um, to do that when I'm around other people or when I'm with other people um, yeah. and when I'm alone, my natural state is more masculine and more structured and, um, more logical and just to have things more figured out. And, uh, so for me, like my natural state is like, okay, I'm going to do this. And it comes from like total, like inspiration in the moment. I'm like, I don't know. Like you're saying, well, where do thoughts come from? I'm like, I don't know. Like God just said, <laughs> they just like, appear, sit, sit there and chant Tara for 11 minutes and then five and right and like that's just how it happens for me I I 
I get downloads and systems and structures. So that's why I love like coaching and working with people who have businesses. Cause I'm like, if you don't have a business, I don't know what to tell you. Like just, <laughs> my math won't work for you. Yeah. My, uh, I mean, I can, but you probably be really frustrated because I'll be like, okay, here, we're going to go here. I'm getting this, I'm getting that. And I start kind of, I can start architect I did the the well any whatever that thingy is and I was an architect and I was like well that makes sense because I see things and I hear things in in form in structure like it's very visual to me I love that I think that mine I think that mine was the liberator so (laughs) there there we there we are what a great pair I will build us a fortress (laughs) castle and you come bring everyone to come find themselves Um, I mean, but it is really interesting, right? It's like, what is, what is chaos for the fly is normal for the spider, right? Yeah. What is like discipline makes you feel free and I need my practice and my, even my business structure, right? Like I run a collective, it's like a co-op model. It's very free form. Yeah. And, and the, the free form is what inspires me to show up for it in a way that I can develop a discipline. So mm-hmm. like I find the masculine courts me through wild permission for the feminine. And that's how, like, that's how it gets in. Um, so it is just really beautiful. And you know, when we were talking earlier about like the divergence of paths and I joked that like, we're all hotboxing our own interpersonal dynamics. Um, <laughs> that this is really it like there's really just a call to be radically accepting of what you need again just as preference without apology like i don't i don't think that you and i probably coach in a lot of ways very similarly and very differently oh very differently Um, i you've coached me (laughs) i don't coach like you but i need but I need to be coached or like mentored or guided. I need people around me who are opposite of me because if I had somebody working with me, like the um, girl I'm working with right now, her name's Krista Ritma, and I'm gonna actually have her on the podcast. She's a Gemini. Mm. We're completely different. You know, she's like so air, so fluid, so flowing, so light. And I'm over here like, I'm Capricorn, super like grounded, stubborn you know logical and so it's, it's such a beautiful compliment and i've found that i'm attracted to people who are like me but i also like to be around people who are going to help me expand who are that's opposite right. of me that's right we're always calling in yeah. i mean we're always calling in provocation right mm-hmm. like we're always yeah. calling like, in this opportunity I joke, I mean, my one of my best friends, Colleen McCann, um, is I call her my resident Virgo <laughs> because like there's like I have one. Like there's one in my very intimate circle and that's it. It's like fucking paprika. Like it's too much is too much. <laughs> um, and so, you know, it's interesting because now like as I've been as I've been allowing myself more permission to embrace and not try to like punish myself with conforming to structure or um, having a, a you know formulaic coaching model or whatever, mm-hmm. then what's interesting is I've created more space in myself, more tolerance and more willingness really that my threshold for inviting in people 
that call me into a greater discipline or a greater focus. My Virgos, my Capricorns. I got like a Capricorn choir now going. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. It's so good. And y'all, y'all are like calling me forward on my soul path. Um, But I love you so much for it. And it's good. And when you can really start again, like we were talking about feeling into those emotions, like if you're triggered, you're welcome, right? If you're confronted, what is that calling forward in me? Mm-hmm. And that's, there have been some really amazing big breakthroughs for me about during this time, about just really letting go of, oh, I had the most amazing conversation with um, my friend Justine Berger and we were talking about really releasing the like indoctrinated craving for normalcy Mm -hmm. and letting that feminine really reside always like in this eternal otherness Mm -hmm. and in that place like there's so much freedom then you can like it feels fun and playful and engaging to dip into something very disciplined or very focused or very structured, mm-hmm. right? Because I've allowed myself enough real estate that that doesn't consume me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I and mean, we have to have both. That's where the the sweet sweetness is, is finding that spot. And um, I've been studying astrology with Deborah Silverman lately. And if you don't know her, you should just go watch her. She's I'm obsessed with her. She's so amazing. So brilliant. It's so fun. She's a Gemini too. So that's why I'm like, oh, I love her. Um, you are calling in some, you got a Gemini choir going. Yeah, my son's a Gemini too. <laughs> I've got a Gemini choir. Yes, I am about that air energy. I have zero air in my chart. None. So you're calling it in. Yeah. Outsourcing. You're outsourcing I know, your I'm air. Like, I know. I'm such a Capricorn. I'm like, um, I will take three airs. You all can just sit right there and there and there and uh, fill me up thanks don't have the time in my bandwidth to create my own uh yeah she's been just such a great influence in my life lately because i do like to understand things i'm like i get to this expansive place where i'm like yeah you know visited outer space went beyond the veil and dipped into the sun into the white light whatever all the stuff and you're like how can I make this make sense here? You know, how, how do I, how do I bring this here and ground it into and anchor it into my reality? And that's kind of where I've been. The waters I've been navigating lately in astrology has been so helpful for me. And it's just Mm. been giving me so much permission to be who I am because I've always craved like I was telling you I'm like I get jealous of the of my single friends and you know these and that and um or I'll be like oh I wish I was a little more feminine or girly or I was just like more fluid or flowing and wishing that I was someone else just so that I because I was identifying myself as boring or bland or too tough or too structured and when I started letting go of that and giving myself permission through astrology I'm like wow like I am pretty amazing like I am very powerful this is kind of cool like starting to own and honor that instead of reject it and that's been such a powerful understanding for me instead of neglecting the parts of us that we think are weak or 
not as cool or not as fun you know talking we were talking about comparison a little bit earlier it's like really letting go letting yourself off the leash of comparison and just (sighs) radical self-acceptance of who we are and that we're all so important in the design of the whole thing and i think going back into this new world the new earth right Eckhart Tolle he was on something Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's it's going to be the same but it's going to be different if we can look at ourselves differently that's it but I immediately the Wayne Dyer quote you know when you change the way you look at things the things you look at change Mm -hmm. like it's it's such a subtle shift but it's like a deep like subcutaneous layer shift Mm -hmm. like tectonic plates shift that (laughs) it it may it's so deep in there this level of relation and just shifting what we look at as our personal liabilities and our personality traits our character flaws and understanding that these are actually our most divinely inscribed gifts and superpowers and the way that you work with um astrology you know i i'm and i've been really diving even deeper into the Jungian archetypes and the collective unconscious and understanding that in this idea of like the contracts that we all have to play with each other my theatrical background right makes me be like oh look okay so this is my little cast of characters and I got this one and this one and this one and they do that thing it's like when you're playing you know with animals or dolls when you're a kid right like oh I got the tiger here and I got this one here Um, and just understanding that these are all aspects of self whether it's our my watery cancer rising that makes Mm -hmm. me so motherly and approachable and nurturing and people see me as that way um or my like hermit archetype right that does really well in a mon- like monastic kind of life solo mm-hmm. like there are aspects that can be pulled and utilized in so many different factors of our life and when we start looking at what we've got mm-hmm. as such a wealth and i don't know about you but i think that's the other thing that really keeps coming forward like over and over and over in this whole process, whether I'm looking around like the ingredients I have in my kitchen or my close circle of friends and the wisdom that's there that we can collaborate and create together. Like we have so much already. And I think part of this like like stop loss on consumption has been an invitation for us to really open up our own cupboards and our own hearts to explore what incredible ingredients we have been ignoring working with to create our lives Um, because we've been so distracted by what else is going on out there and what else is available yeah what what should we do what should we do yeah I I 100% agree. It's like such a a buffet of choices out there. It's like, ooh, look at, you know, and we get to just see everything that everyone's doing and all the options and all the choices. And it's like, ah! 
what what one which one do I pick? How do I choose? Where do I go? How do I be? How do I wear? Do I cut my hair? Do I not? Do I dress this way? Do I wear that thing? And it's just this overwhelming sense of 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 trying to look outside of of ourselves for what what do we put on so that we can That's make right. sense, so that we can be understood, so that we can fit in, so that we can be that idealistic, you know, we talk about like per the idea of perfection. It's like we're trying to achieve something that doesn't really exist. It's like we're instead of just leaning into the feeling of does this feel right? Yes, no. That's does right. this do I like this? Yes, no. Do I want this? Yes, no. How does my body feel right now? How do mm. I feel when I look at myself right now? And I had uh you know those moments of just grace where like there's such it's like a lightning strike of gratitude i mean just like grace moments mm -hmm. i don't know how else to describe it just grace like taken with the holy spirit if you will if you if you come from a text like that <laughs> take him to church <laughs> filled with the spirit um i woke up the other morning and, you know, my, my move from West Hollywood here at the beginning of this year, which was a whole nother, like, crazy, getting rid of 70% of everything I own, uprooting my life, downsizing significantly um, for location here. And my bed, like, faces out these windows, and I just saw a hummingbird come to the feeder, but, like, to point to the hummingbird feeder, so I wake up to that. And I woke up the other morning now, mind you, like, I have not colored my own hair. I don't know if you can see this, but there's, like, four eyelashes still left <laughs> on. Just on this one eye, though. Not on the other one. Just on the one eye. Um, have not put on makeup. I asked if we were doing video, so I made sure I put on a bra. Um, <laughs> no bras like, I'm not, here. I'm not, I'm not seeing people. And I woke up and just had that moment of grace and like even in my body you know I definitely I've heard called the COVID-19 like I for sure have like had some tourist season potato soup vibes going on mm. um and being okay with that like letting myself find that comfort mm -hmm. but just woke up and in that moment of grace was so smitten with the abundance in my life felt like an appreciation and really like a reverence for my own beauty without my body being perfect, without my lashes being done, without my roots being colored, you know, without makeup on, with no one here to see it, right? Without anybody here to appreciate it. Um, that was such a feeling that I don't know had I not had, oh, I'm getting choked up, had I not had this period of true like isolation mm -hmm. and incubation, I think is a better word, like incubated being steeped in myself, mm -hmm. I had not been able to see that. Mm -hmm. And it's really one of the first times in my life that there was that kind of whole resounding truly embodied self-love and it was not provoked and it didn't come after a retreat and it didn't come when I had cute yoga pants and it didn't come when I had been like planking for 30 minutes every day or what the fuck ever like it didn't come with that <laughs> it just 
came when I softened enough to let it and I let the noise of everything else die down. Mm. So that's been my favorite part of this so far. That's beautiful. And I, I think, I think once I've touched it, I can, I can find my way back to that. I've been there on the map yeah. now and yeah. I can get back there. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It's so beautiful. Well, it's thank you a... for letting me share it. Oh, I love it. This is totally going to be two episodes, by the way. I'm thinking about, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm thinking about putting the first one out tomorrow. Oh, okay. So, yeah, and then maybe another one Sunday. I've never done that before, but I'm feeling like it just is it's so good. And these episodes, like, when it's just so real and raw and authentic, I think that this is what people are looking for. Like, this is what people want to hear about. It's like, I could give you a how-to manual and, like, ten things to do this and five things for that. Yeah, maybe I'll do that later because I just can't help myself. But <laughs> That's good medicine, <laughs> Kelly. That's good medicine. Uh, but this is my balance. This is my balance episode of uh, <laughs> just letting it fly. But it's so beautiful just to hear other people share from that real, true, authentic space. And I was listening to Ram Dass the other day. I've been really into Ram Dass lately, just like Tara and Ram Dass. I'm like, <laughs> That's it. That's I my COVID-19. That. And he was, he's so funny. If you're not familiar with him, he's just he's so funny. And he just makes like the human experience and spiritual experience so much fun and light. And he was talking about being in church and how people in church would just be singing a hymn and they're just like, and the holy father you know it's just like so void of spirit and he was like right. the people who wrote this were in complete ecstasy like complete <laughs> ecstatic <laughs> connection with the divine like and we're gonna sing it like that like there's no wonder that there's something that's missing there's no wonder that's that right. there's something that is uh there's a gap between what it is and what we're trying we're trying like it's that trying we're like trying to find it trying to find that connection with ourselves trying to find that connection with god or something bigger or something more beautiful and all the, the while it's right there like they're telling you what it is they're like here it is here are the words here's the tune by which you will connect with source <laughs> just do it but the spirit isn't there and i love hearing you share that really intimate moment of finding that within yourself. It's like, you are always right there. The song was always there. The lyrics are always there. The notes are there. And it's like when you finally like catch the hint that all you have to do is just be it and stop trying to find it. It's like, <laughs> so magical. And that's the so cosmic comedian, right? Yeah, yeah that's like, I, I mean, I love Ram Dass too. And that, that story reminds me of my mother. My mother got in trouble in church for singing too loudly. Like the pastor, <laughs> the pastor came in and like spoke, well, I mean, it's funny. It's like spoke to her husband about controlling his like, uh, right. Which is like a whole, there's a whole nother can of worms. And my mother, we were all those kids were sitting down in the car 
um, after church and I didn't hear the conversation at first. My mother just like threw her handbag down and was like, the Bible says make a joyful noise unto the Lord. <laughs> and oh I gosh. am joyful and you ain't gonna oh. stop me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, yes. bless her, right? Um, yeah. And it, yeah, I mean, your noise, it's your noise, right? It's your noise. Um, and there isn't a map that's going to get you there. I mean, they're, they're great um, pointers, you know, about general vicinity of where you might find it, right? Like in this tone, in this practice, these are, these are great invitations into it. Yeah, but it's but all rhyme that, and riddle. That spark of essence of aliveness, however you access it, if it's through a crystal, if it's through yoga, if it's through dance, if it's through your breath, if it's through sex, if it's through trees, if it's through whatever. Like, I've been on that tree medicine. Uh, I mean, listen, I found a couple of real good huggers up here, which is great because that's like <laughs> yeah. keeping me alive. Um, there's no, there's no wrong way to get there, and I think that's like. You know, when I think about the mm -hmm. cosmic comedy of all of this questing, right? Mm -hmm. um, the joke the joke is that it didn't require us to do anything and it, it has been in us all along. Yeah. Just waiting for us to quiet down enough and stop distracting enough to see it. Yeah. Yes, I know. Remember that there's nothing to do. That's right. Just be. I had... Speaking of magic trees, if I can share another story, I just had a, a memory come up yesterday on my Instagram about four years ago now. I was in Lebanon, and for whatever reason, like the only thing I wanted to do was go visit the cedars of Lebanon. It's like this ancient holy grove of trees, mm -hmm. um, and they're just phenomenal. I mean, phenomenal. And it was honestly one of the most profound. It was a, it was a spiritual pivot point for me. Like, it was a it was a enormous activation, and I sat out and there was this like old Turkish man who brought me tea and cookies, and I was meditating, and he came to me and I was like weeping, and he brought me tea in like a little bowl with sugar cubes yeah. in it, and as I was like dipping this little biscuit in the tea, I heard oh, I still get goosebumps like all over, like this is the body of Christ, right? Like, this is what it means to commune. This is what it means to be alive. This is what it means to be present. And those trees saying like, see if you just sit still long enough to let yourself be provided for. Mm. Someone will come. Like, people want to help you, but the trees were I don't, I don't have to feel weird saying this to you, but like the trees were telling me, mm -hmm. you all just move so fast. Like you humans, you just move so fast. And we want to help, but like by the time we bring something to where you were, you're gone already. So <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, and that sitting still and letting yourself be provided for doesn't necessarily have to look like on a meditation cushion um or a static dance you know it could it can be anything that that brings out that spark of communion of aliveness of spirit of essence however you want to call it 
in yourself. Yeah. And there's no, there's no way to describe it. There is only an experience of it. And I think the best you and I can do is, is invite people into more experience opportunities. Yeah. Even something as simple as taking a walk or eating, I've had moments just doing that. I've had moments like I, I do have kids and I can remember some of the times when they were really little, like baby, 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 you know, I completely helpless. And I can just remember some moments of holding them, you know, 3 a.m. and looking down at them and you're like, nothing is different except everything is different. And everything is this calm hum. It's just this calm, still humming. And I find it most in meditation, but you start to, when you meditate, which can be always, find those moments of still with your eyes open, you know, even eating food just mindfully, like looking at the food, feeling the food, thinking about the food, being grateful for the food, smelling it. I watched this guy the other day, like talk about just like watching, I'm sitting here watching Andy talk about her discovery of her own inner beauty. And I'm like, oh my God. And I watched this guy on Instagram do the same thing with food. And I'm like, I I watched it like three times. His name's Adam. Uh, Adam dot R-O-A, I think, on Instagram. I don't know. He's amazing. He's a poet. Uh, you mm. would love him. He's amazing. And he had done this water fast and um, I think some sort of ceremony. And it was his first time eating food in, like, days. And he ate soup. And he's sitting there just on his little Instagram, and his soup is in front of him. And you can feel the stillness through the screen of the mindful gratitude and pure unconditional love for everything from him he's just looking at his soup and everything is slow you know slow motion of just being so mindful and so engaged and so dancing with the energy of everything that's around and just watching him eat this soup i had like a tear rolling down Mm -hmm. my face and I think that finding those those spaces, like you said, it doesn't have to be on a meditation cushion, finding those spaces in whatever we're doing is how we can create this new world that we want to live in. It's like, can we do it slow? Can we do it mindfully? Can I be softer? Can I be more gentle? Can I be more forgiving? Could I be more loving right now? And just like every moment seeing if we're aligned with that and if we're not can we just pause enough to know that we don't have to do anything to get there except just be in it? Like you can drop in anytime, anytime. Yeah. Dishes can drop you in. Foiling hair can drop you in. Yeah. It's one of my favorite meditation practices. All my good ideas come in foiling hair. Um, yeah. And it's, it's everywhere and anywhere and it doesn't have to be all the time. I think that's the other that's the other piece of this is we have these beautiful peaked experiences and listen the next morning after my like beauty revolution I woke up and like felt my face and felt a big zit and was like what the fuck 
you know. Um, yeah, the, and human, the humanness of it all. That's right. It's it's okay. Like it can't be all peak all the time. Mm-hmm. Contrast is what brings into clarity and into appreciation more of those moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and when, and because they're not happening all the time, and because we have bad days or you know disturbing emotions, then when we recognize those moments of grace or peace or love or beauty, doing dishes or bathing our kids or whatever little gift package it comes in. Um, I don't know. I think that's, that's the invitation of like maxing out the human experience. I want the full spectrum. I want to ride the whole rainbow. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the point of, I think, being here, you know, is to experience it all. Yeah. If we only experienced, I just had this realization for a second there. Hello, back here, tuning in. Um, (laughs) I, like, dropped into my own world for just a moment. (laughs) I had this experience the other day with a healer, and she, she was reading my energy, and we were doing some work together and um, I've been stuck in this karmic wheel for like the last three to four years it's like every every about three to four years I get into this muck of like a big shift in life and up until now like I'm coming into another one and it always ends up the same story you know it always ends up the same it's like yeah I expanded yeah I got to a different space physically yeah, I'm happier. Yeah, it was better. But it always ends up the same kind of like thing. And um, I asked her, I was like, can you ask like your guides or whoever, you know, channeling? I'm like, why, why does that have to keep happening? Why does this pattern keep happening? And she said, you're supposed to go through the mud and the muck and things have to be hard so you have something to share. And I was like, that makes sense but I don't like it (laughs) but I think we get to a point where it's like does that have to be suffering or can it just be the human experience can it be digging for gems right like can you look at that dirt under your nails and think oh I got some gold at the end of that and be like like a child in that innocence of covered in dirt and muck and so delighted in the messiness of the process Mm -hmm. and having some precious thing to be like and look what I found in the bottom of all of the mud look what I found yeah that that totally hit me of of being having this human experience and not always being high and not always being happy and not you know i hate it when people are like just be happy and i'm like go oh, fuck you <laughs> i don't want to really does not work for me i get real like burn it down about that i don't want um, it right now okay <laughs> but i think that that i mean when we talk about the evolution and this mass i mean mass up leveling across the entire globe throughout the entire collective this healing of wounds or whatever there's a piece of the like the spiritual community or that understanding that is also going through a shedding and a leveling up. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this is like a whole nother podcast, but this is where really diving into 
like the, the Mary Magdalene study and that mm -hmm. archetype has been so incredibly powerful for me because this, it feels like this new, new age is about equally valuing the, the human and the divine. And that union being the whole point, like to, to fully be unionized in those two aspects um, is heaven on earth. Like that is nirvana. Okay, now I just had a whole idea. <laughs> All right, well, we, we may have to come back to it because I, I actually have had a friend show up on my porch right now um, at a safe eight foot distance, but she has a lemonade. Okay, yes, We're, we must go. We've been doing, we've been at this for a while. This is amazing stuff. But I've just thought about having like a women's panel or something on the podcast, like having getting oh. a few of us and getting and talking about that talking about like the divine feminine talking about embodiment yes doesn't that sound fun that sounds amazing in fact my friend Anna Lobel who does um shamanic she's a breathwork facilitator she does shamanic work she's a like one of those high priestess level chicks that like does not even need to flex like she's <sighs> so in it um and she also does interior design, so really looks at people's like home aesthetics, the way we work with their physical person, like she works with their environment. Um, and she would be a great person to have on that for sure. So I'll make sure I introduce yeah, you. Yeah, well, we should chat and get a little thing going because now we have Zoom because that's what everyone does now. Yeah, and, and she's another Capricorn. So she's part of my Capricorn choir. You two will get along great. I love it. <laughs> Okay, enjoy your lemonade. <laughs> I love I you, love so, you much. so much. Thank you for this. This is great. And so happy cool. 70th and maybe 71st episode. Yeah, I know. This well, this is definitely <laughs> gonna be two. <laughs> 70 you took the 70 and 71st spot, so special. Thanks, babe. Love ya. I love you. Have a sweet day. Bye. Bye.